This is it? Ulv asked in a hushed whisper. You wanted the rebels. These are the only ones I know of. They've come here to talk to you, now say something. Herlia responded tersely. You sigh and step forward. You look around the basement of the tavern. Only a few candles give the room a gloomy cast. You meet the eyes of each of the five people sitting on barrels in this dank cellar. Thank you for meeting me. My companion here told me that you've had certain misgivings about the current regime. Ulf pauses to let the listeners absorb his words. Aye, and we've come here to see that justice is done upon his cursed head. Are you going to lead us to march against the king? Are we going to fight? Says one burly woman loudly. The others nod their heads and crack their knuckles. Your courage is to be admired, but we're here just to observe and strategize. We don't want to take any undue risks as of yet. Now, who is your leader? Ulv asks. Oh, you mean Burto. He's a tactical genius, he is. Great. Where is this Burto? Ulv asks. Oh, <laughs> he's in prison. So what would you like to do? Every Dungeons & Dragons game starts with character creation, and if you don't help your characters flesh out a good backstory, your players will have a stale character they won't like much. So today, let's fix that. Welcome back to How to Be a Better DM. I'm Justin Lewis, and I'll be your host and DM today as you and I learn how to craft better stories for yourself and your players as you DM sessions of Dungeons & Dragons. Today, we will be talking about writing backstories, but first, some housekeeping items. As I said before, we have our one-shot in September coming up on September 17th. All the slots for that are actually already filled up, but if you want to watch the show, uh, you can go to betterdungeonmaster.com slash watch on September 17th at 2 o'clock Mountain Time to watch the whole one-shot at the time of the game. Otherwise, you can sign up for the October one-shot with guest host Bone Daddy from This Dungeon Is Occupied. And as of right now, as I record this episode, we have exactly one slot left. So you better sign up soon. And then after that, we're going to open up slots for November's one-shot. I also want to give a special shout-out to Josh Hermanstorfer. Uh, thank you so much, Josh, for filling out the survey and giving us feedback on the show, telling us how to be better hosts and give better content. Uh, and what I'm talking about is actually Josh went to betterdungeonmaster.com slash feedback and filled out a survey telling us how to make the show better. So if you want to do that same thing, go to betterdungeonmaster.com slash feedback, fill out a quick survey. All the answers are optional and just help us help you become the best dungeon master possible. Now, let's talk about writing backstories. As we've said before, having your players flesh out their character at the beginning can help set them up for an incredible time playing D&D with you as their dungeon master. One big part of fleshing out their character is writing their backstory. And if there's one thing that any dungeon master is aware of, it's that their players rarely write their backstories. And if they do, they don't do it to the level that we want. Well, no longer. You see, you as their DM will be able to ask them these questions and help them generate the backstory they need. If you want, you can even write down what they say and take that step from them. You know, just make sure to form it in these terms. One last thing that I'd like to add before we get started, help your players write backstories that are equal to their level. A level one character 
has only ever done level one things and lower. That doesn't mean that they can't have an interesting backstory. Instead, what it does mean is that the impact of what they've done is generally very small and localized, affecting mostly themselves and their family. They've never saved the world, and in most cases, they may, may never have slain anything, even. For many level one characters, causing death is something they learn to do after they start adventuring. If a character is the exception, then that should actually be a, a big part of their backstory. What they've done is generally small, but the emotional impact is often huge. So, number one, first thing to do is start out with parents. One of the best ways to start your backstory is by asking, what were my character's parents like before the character was born? See, this question will inform your character's story and help flesh out some of the later questions I'm gonna have you ask. Many of our lives as people are determined by who our parents were before we were born, where they decided to settle down, if they did. Were your parents warriors? Were they scoundrels? Were they simple farmers? Why did they decide to have a child? How did they regard you? When they found out they were having a child, what changes did they make? Did they shift their life away from what they were previously doing? Are they still doing what they were doing? If not, why did they stop? Let's do an example. My character's parents used to run a library in a very small town. They were seen as the knowledge center of this town because the population was so small. They also did some secret jobs for various adventures that came into town, such as acquiring special spell components or herbs. On a few occasions, they put their lives at risk for these components, but mostly it was just mundane items that took time finding them in the forests and the like. And when they found out that they had become pregnant, they reasoned a small town could not pay them enough to allow a family of three to subsist. They then decided to move their library and bookstore to a much bigger city. This caused a tremendous culture shock for the parents and eventually pushed them into poverty and then prompted them to seek out powerful friends and allies who could help offer protection, although for a price. You see how this simple question has led to a pretty interesting backstory already and we don't even know who my character is yet. Number two is the childhood. Now you need to delve into your character's childhood. There has long been a debate in the world of psychology of whether it's your nature, innate genes from your parents, or your nurture, what affected you after you were born, that determines how you develop. And now they're actually attributing your develop on both. We've already discussed your nature, some of your parents' heritage, so talking about your childhood is moving into the nurture aspect. And you need to ask questions like, what was their childhood demeanor? Did they have siblings? Who were their best friends? How did they treat authority figures and why? What did they think about their parents? What did they think about their environment? When, if at all, was their innocence taken from them? When did they learn about death? Did they have a favorite pet? And these questions will actually just set the stage for the rest of your backstory. And if you think about it, the backstory is actually just a compendium of the coolest and most interesting stories of your character's life. And in reality, we all have interesting backstories. We just need to kind of dig deep and think about those interesting stories that might not be really long, but would instead be useful for instructing player, the player on how to actually play the character they create. So let's actually continue with my previous example and my previous character. For simplicity, let's call this character John. John's parents always provided for him and his younger brother, though there were times when John's parents would hide things from their children. 
John would be inside, and his parents would tell him to take his brother out to play and not come back until sundown. And actually, John remembers a specific time when he came home because his little brother had got a scrape, and he walked into the house and saw a group of people with strange white masks. John's parents immediately got very angry and yelled at him to leave. And from that time on, John did everything he could to discover what his parents were up to. He was convinced that it was because his parents were struggling financially that they were seeking this strange help. So he also started looking for ways to make some extra money. And because of that, he actually took jobs very early on and seemed to lose a lot of his innocence and childhood in the pursuit of providing for his family. Meanwhile, John's little brother became somewhat neglected because John focused more on discovering secrets and making money, and John's parents spent more and more time with this strange masked society. And as they grew, the two brothers developed a challenging relationship. John loved his little brother, but his little brother seemed to fall in with the wrong crowd. And not knowing what else to do, John started tinkering, inventing, in hopes of creating something that he could sell that would allow him to spend more time at home with his brother and parents while making some more money. And all the while he tried this, it seemed that his family life fell apart. Number three, why did they leave home? Let's think back to Joseph Campbell's hero's journey. In every mythic hero's journey tale, the hero is forced to leave their place of comfort. They are invited or forced out into a world beyond their comprehension and shown things they do not understand. They also start to explore and adventure more, and they start to see the world for what it truly is. This is when their innocence truly leaves them, because they have to leave their old self behind and really forge themselves anew. Justin here from How To Be A Better DM. We are weeks away from releasing our new actual play D&D show. It's gonna be called Pact and Boon, and we're really excited about it. I wanted to take a second today to introduce the character that I'm going to be playing in the show, Jolland Gray. Jolland is a six foot tall earth ganasi, and he has tan skin that is almost the color of red canyon rock. He has black onyx eyes and a scar that runs from right above his left eye to right below his left eye. He has a large chestnut colored beard and hair, and he's actually balding on the top of his head. He has a bit of a punch, he's, he's, he's a bit uh, portly. He's always smiling, which is why most people actually call him Jolly. At any given moment, you can expect Jolly to be wearing luxuries clothing because he was a very successful businessman and he loves the luxuries of society. When he's traveling as an adventurer though, he wears as much armor as he can. You see, Jolly is an artificer, specifically an armorer. Jolly used to run and own a very successful tavern before it burned down, and because of that, he's very good at brewing alcohol and is actually somewhat of a connoisseur. Jolly hails from the town of Okrendel in Northern Gast, which is the northernmost country on the continent of Rel in the world of Calignus. Jolly is a happy-go-lucky person, and really, the only thing motivating him right now is revenge. If you want to find out why Jolly wants revenge, so badly. And for what? Go to sessionzerostudios.com slash pact n boon. That's P-A-C-T-N-B-O-O-N and put in your name and email so you can get notified when Pact and Boon is released. Here, you're going to be answering questions like, how did they gain their abilities? And actually, we're going to talk about that a little more in the next step. But did they have a mentor? 
And if so, who? What forced them out into the wide world? Why haven't they returned home yet? What discomforts were the most difficult for them to come to terms with? And what are they afraid of now? Who or what did they leave behind? And how, if at all, do they keep that relationship strong? What are they running from or running to? How do they feel about their home now that they're not there? And what questions do they have that need answering? You see, with all these questions, you're really starting to fill out your character and help yourself understand their decisions and how in the world they've landed where they are currently, either session zero or session one. And to be honest, a good DM will help you write these and also give an opportunity to actually maybe play through some of these experiences. The biggest point of this section of questions is to start to explain why the adventurer's life started changing from normal to a life of adventuring. Now let's go back to my example with John. During his adolescent years, John spent lots of time creating inventions, and then he started noticing that some of his inventions began disappearing. One day, he came home from a short walk to find his parents and the people in the strange white masks taking his inventions. He tried to stop them, and amidst his struggle, one of his inventions accidentally exploded. The blast nearly killed John, but set the rest of the house ablaze. John searched the wreckage for his parents and found his mother dead among the rubble. He also found three of the strange people with the white masks dead as well. Feeling intense grief and shame for the death of his mother, John decided he could not face his brother or father, so he decided to flee. John disappeared into the city and did what he could to survive. He begged for food and even petitioned local machinists for some work. He finally found a gnome, iron worker from the Kula'ue Confederacy, who took John in because he saw the prowess in the young inventor. John learned various skills there and even got a glimpse of his mentor's process for smithing deep iron, but unfortunately, his past caught up to him. One night, the workshop where John stayed was assaulted by people in mysterious white masks. John's gnome mentor was killed, but not before giving John time to escape. Now John runs from the mysterious society with the white masks. Though John has spent years trying to understand who they are, he has found few answers. Unbeknownst to John, his little brother has joined the white masked society and now seeks revenge upon John for the death of their mother. I never thought I'd miss Rue, Ulv whispers to Hippon. Yeah, yeah, I suppose she was uh, good for something. Hippon whispers back in a very unconvincing tone. It's lucky Hudir has a very high tolerance for alcohol, of mutters. I think he actually kissed protection from poison before starting his this drinking game, Herlea whispers. The group sits at a table in one of the seediest taverns in the city. Across the room sits Hudir, bellowing loudly and drinking with another man. That man is one of the captains of the city's prison. He is one of the captains with a key to the city's prison. Huter's job is to get the man blind drunk and then have one of the group steal his key. None of the group were particularly uh, suited to thieving, not like Rue was, but you're just going to have to make do. Either way, just keep an eye out for anything suspicious. We don't need to of whispers and then cuts off as he notices the captain of the city prison throw a right hook right into Hudir's jaw. Immediately, that table erupts into a brawl. Guess we'll have to do this the not-so-sneaky way, Kojari sighs as he gets up from the table and joins the fight. 
Number four, gaining abilities. One of the more important singular questions in writing a backstory is how did they start to gain their abilities or discover their abilities? Each adventurer in Dungeons & Dragons is on the path to becoming something special. Even level one heroes have started something amazing. And the question to answer is how did they begin? Let's look into this for each class. As a barbarian, you need to explain where and how your character started learning how to fight. You also need to explain the source from which they draw their rage. As a bard, you need to explain how they started to learn how to use music to access magic. As a cleric, you need to explain how your character is connected with divinity. As an artificer, you need to explain how your character started to learn how to tinker. As a sorcerer, you need to explain how your character discovered their latent magical abilities. While as a wizard, you need to explain how your character first interacted with magic and what drove them to learn it. Naturally, as a warlock, you need to explain how your character first connected with their patron. As a rogue, you need to explain how your character fell into the underworld of crime. As a ranger, you need to explain how your character learned the arts of survival and how you also learned certain aspects of magic. As a monk, you need to describe how your character started practicing the art of key and self-discipline. As a paladin, you need to explain how your character both learned the art of weaponry and how they connected with divinity. And lastly, as a druid, you need to explain how your character first connected with the magic of nature and why that impacted your character. Obviously, these aren't all questions you need to answer about your character's abilities, but they will get you started. Now let's go back to our example with John. John met his gnome inventor mentor while walking the streets trying to sell knickknacks. The gnome saw that John had created various trinkets and thought to teach the boy something new. John became intensely interested in the gnome's teachings and the gnome found a willing pupil. He brought John into his home and made him his apprentice. A year went by during which John learned the beginnings of artificing. He witnessed various miracles wrought by the gnome master's mechanical skills, and over the year, the two became great friends. And the gnome finally gave John his own tinker tools as a gift. Unfortunately, the apprenticeship came to an end when the mysterious group with the white masks attacked the gnome's home and killed his mentor. John escaped with his life, the tools given to him from his mentor, and his mentor's journal of schematics. You obviously have good taste. I mean, you listen to How to Be a Better DM, after all. We thank you so much for your support. And if you've ever gotten anything useful from How to Be a Better DM, take a minute and rate us and review us on your podcast listening app of choice. It goes a very long way to helping our show help many more Dungeon Masters out there who are just like you. If you love our content, help others become better Dungeon Masters too. Number five, current quest. You can't finish your backstory writing session without figuring out what your character cares about right now. As you start playing with your character, you have to pull all of their emotional baggage and past into the present by having it have residual effects on what they do right now. So answer the following questions. What is your character's goal right now? What are they trying to accomplish? Why do they care about that thing? What are the main obstacles stopping them from doing that? What resources do they need to accomplish that goal? What will they do once they achieve their accomplishment? This is crucial information. So stepping back into the Justin role where I'm talking to you, the DM instead of being the DM talking to the player, 
You, as the DM, need your players to fill out this particular question. Everything has really been building up to this. This informs on some of the character's main motivations right now, and it can help you align their desires with some of the other members of the party to hopefully gel the group together. That is, of course, assuming that you're starting with the characters not knowing each other. Let's go back to our example with John the Artificer. John has now left the town where he grew up. He spent a year or so on the road just trying to survive, and he realized that his mentor's journal was actually an arcane creation, and each page was sealed by an arcane cipher. On each page, he had to solve a certain riddle in order to access that specific schematic. John also realized that the strange society was still following him. He's been moving from town to town trying to evade them, but they always seem to find him. And he assumes that his brother still wants revenge on him for the death of his mother. Unknown to John, the society actually wants the journal for a very specific schematic they'd actually hired the gnome to create. The gnome had created the schematic, but then realized that the specific invention was too dangerous. So, he decided not to build it for them, at which point the society attacked the gnome's house. John's brother volunteered for the mission, not for revenge, but to convince John to join the mysterious society and to give them the schematic. John's goals now are to unlock the journal, learn about the White Mask Society, and avoid his brother and the society, and obviously stay alive. Uh, so, hopefully that helped you learn how to help your players write better backstories. Uh, naturally, I probably missed something, so if I did, reach out to me on Instagram at how to be a better DM, and I'd love to hear your take on it. But as always, this, this episode isn't perfect. There are likely things I miss that you do in your character planning that helps your players, and, and like I said, reach out to me if you know anything, but hopefully this gets you started. So thank you so much for listening to today's show. Last week, we had the most downloads we've ever gotten in a single day, and you know what? It's all because of you. You like the show, you've supported the show, you've shared it with other Dungeon Masters, and speaking for Tanner, my cohort, and myself, we both want to thank you for all your support, and we promise to continually be worthy of that support by trying to give you ever better resources so you can become the best Dungeon Master the world has ever seen. We're going to be back next week with another awesome episode, but until then, let's go ahead and roll initiative. <laughs>